After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Today's guest is Andrew Friedlander, co-founder of Collier's Monroe Friedlander, Inc. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Andrew Friedlander. Welcome to our show, Andy. Thank you. Nice to be here. Could you tell us a little bit more about how you started Collier's Monroe and Friedlander? It was a long time ago, and I'm old, so I don't know that I can remember back that far, but it was 1973, and uh, it was just a need for, for Don Monroe and me to start something new that we were, could be excited about. So we started the firm, and we were going to be a tiny, tiny firm. We were going to be eight people max, and now I don't know, we're 150 or something. But our clients required us to grow. And then how did you get started in this real estate business? Very lucky there. Um, I was came to Hawaii in 1960, and in the mid-60s, I was had a part-time job at night managing apartments. And a wonderful gentleman by the name of Chin Ho bought the complex that I was managing, and he used to come over, and he, used to, and he said to me, Andy, I want you to get a real estate license. I said, I don't know anything about real estate. But he drove a big car. He smoked big cigars. And he knew what he was talking about. So I got a real estate license. I went to work for him, and he was developing a project called the Ilikai. So I sold the Ilikai apartments for Chin Ho. And then right after that, you went off on your own? No, it was a number of learning experiences. And it's been one great learning experience and a lot of fun after the other. Could you give us um, more information in regard to your experiences and what did you learn? I learned that if you're truly honest and do a great job and work harder than everybody else out there, you can make a very good living. That's what I've learned. It doesn't matter what business you're in, what you do. If you're absolutely straight arrow honest and just bust, bust your butt, you can do, make a good living for your family. So you started real estate in the 60s. Correct. You've been through quite a bit of cycles. Correct. In real estate. So what's the key that you've seen for people that have been able to make it through the downs as well as the ups? It's just intensity of work. If you keep working, there's people that need help. I'm in a job that people say is sales, but I've never considered it sales. I've always considered it service. People have requirements, office, industrial, retail, investment, they have to buy, they have to sell, they have to move their office, they have to get a new warehouse. They don't like their landlord, they love their landlord, they're out of space, they hate their neighbors. Whatever the case may be, people have needs. And it's just a matter of talking to those people and helping them find the solution to their needs. It's, it's that simple. So when did you start your own company with your partners? 1973. Okay. And how did you know that you were ready in your career to go off on your own? I was managing another company, 
and I, it was a mainland company, and I saw them having major financial problems. And I just thought, now's as good a time as any. I had no money. I had nothing to lose. I, I, didn't lose, I couldn't lose any money because I didn't have any. So it was an easy decision. But you had just had another child right around there. Correct. Right? So you didn't feel that that was kind of a risky to go off on your own instead of get a you know, regular job? To open a real estate company takes very little capital. It takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, but very little capital. I was already investing in blood, sweat, and tears. So it, it was just doing the same thing. And your partner, Don Monroe, you said, right? Correct. When you first went off on your own, did he go, did you go into partnership with him? Correct. Or, and then you folks were at the previous company before? Yes. So you knew that it was just going to be a lot of work? Where does luck come into play with this? The harder, you know the expression, the harder you work, the luckier you get. That's, you work hard, you get a lot of luck. So through your experience, I would to share the first project that you guys, or you did, once you decided to go on your own, and what that experience was like and what it taught you about making sure that you can keep the success of doing well um, continuously. My philosophy has not changed. It's just purely a matter of going out and talking to people and finding those that need help. Our first project today is called American Savings Bank Tower at Bishop Square. Back then it was called Pacific Trade Center. And uh, it's a large office building. And we had that as an assignment to lease. So all we had to do was go talk to people who needed more space or less space. And it was great. Was the market up or down in that time period? doesn't matter. Market fluctuates. If you just keep working, it works out. Honestly. We're not dependent on the market. There's real estate agents who are paranoid all the time. What, am I, what happened last year? What's going to happen this year? If you're oblivious to it and just keep talking to good people, it works out. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. This is Andy Friedlander, co-founder of Collier's Monroe Friedlander. Please join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Andy Friedlander, co-founder of Collier's Monroe and Friedlander. So what's your tips that you can give us in terms of developing long-term relationships? You've had a partner. His name's been on there for a long time. You know, what is the key to keeping that together? Communication. 
Uh, I am very fortunate that Don Monroe came into my life when he did. Um, I get very excited about new opportunities and ventures, and I'd bounce in the office and I'd say, Don, Don, look at this. Isn't this great? Isn't this neat? And Don would say, Andy, that's really good. Have you considered, and he'd list about six or eight things. Oh, geez, I never considered that. Hmm, doesn't sound so good. So if you have somebody who's a great sounding board and a great partner that you can continuously communicate with, it's very special. And what do you feel are keys in continuing success in the business community for for many decades? <laughs> um I'm being repetitious, but it's, again, talking to people and being absolutely honest and straight. Well, have you always been good at talking to people? No. That's a good point. When I first started in the business, I couldn't talk to anybody. I had to learn. It's, for me, it's, a, it's something that I had to learn how to do. I couldn't do it. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. Not ashamed, but I didn't know how to talk to people. And it, after a while, it became easy. When I was showing space, I understood how to do that. I was showing space, and I'd have to ask somebody for a $1,000 deposit. I mean, I came from nothing. That sounded like a lot of money to me. I, was, I didn't know how to do that. So I used to ask for $50,000. And they'd say, what? And I, nah, 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 only $1,000, or whatever the case may be. But I, ha I had to find ways to make it comfortable for myself to be able to work with people. How did you learn it? Was it just keep doing it? I think so. And it was fun. It was always fun. The reason that I'm still doing this and I'm still passionate about it is because it's fun. Did you have a role model or somebody that you, you kind of would watch and, and watch how they dealt with people? I really didn't. But I had a lot of people that were good to me that put me in a position to so I could find a way to succeed. I had I always had the drive, but I've made lots of mistakes along the way. So it's just a matter of learning. You make a mistake once, you don't do it anymore. So it, it worked out. What was one of the things that you learned from your partner? Patience. And I'm still learning that. He has a tremendous amount of patience and wisdom. I don't have near the wisdom that Don Monroe brings to the table. He's been the most incredible partner in the world. And then these people that you said have been good to you and, and they um, took care of you, what, can you give us an example of maybe something that they helped you with and how that's changed you? Well, starting from Chin Ho got me into the real estate. I mean, that's been my life. Uh, there's a gentleman on the mainland uh, by the name of Al Swanson. He put me in a position running our, the prior company that I was with. And I learned so much from him. And that enabled me, running another company, to start our own company. I had the confidence running another company to be able to do that. So it's, it's, as I said, it's just been fun the whole way. Well, if you had to do something besides real estate, what would you be doing? I'd sing. I can't carry a tune, but I would love to sing. That's interesting, being that just talking to people got you nervous. Got me very nervous. Actually, I didn't know how. I had to learn how to talk to people. And today I, I can talk to the wall. I even think the wall talks back sometimes. So tell us then some tips or some 
things that you've learned that maybe other people can use that may be feeling shy or? Just go out and talk to more people. If you're in a, a sales position, just find people that have that you can talk to. Talking, most people want to talk. Most people want to know what you do. I'd prefer to know what you guys do and how you got started than doing what you're doing with me. I'd much prefer to, to be on the other side of this table. One of the things that's been a lot of fun, and I don't know if you want to get into it, is what's happening in Chinatown. But that's been a, a real joy for me. Um, the Honolulu Culture and Arts District, the Bethel Street, Nuano Hotel Streets, were a war zone for so many years, and everyone had talked about the revitalization and it never happened. There were two entities down there, Hawaii Theater and Indigo, and nothing else. Other stores would open and close, open and close, and they'd fail. And um, we had an opportunity to make a difference down there, and we just started bringing in the Arts at Mark's Garage, which is a nonprofit, and then a bunch of other venues, the Red Elephant, it's just been terrific. And, we, and we, we've seated them with very low rents to help them get started. And now great restaurants are coming up in the neighborhood. And it's truly exciting. People are coming back. They're finding that it's safe to come down there. Bar 35, I don't know if you've been to Into. Have you found Into yet? I've seen it. It's a great store on Hotel Street. I mean, people from all over this island and even from the mainland, it's been featured in Little Village, has been featured in um, the New York Times twice. Uh, Condé Nast magazine has written up into. I mean, it's, this is a happening place down here, and it's fun to see. And for the state, or rather for the city, it's wonderful because the tax base is increasing. The valuations are going to go up, so it, it's good for everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. This is Andy Friedlander, co-founder of Collier's Monroe Friedlander. Please join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Andy Friedlander, co-founder of Collier's Monroe and Friedlander. So now we're talking about Chinatown. Where does this passion come from to help revitalize um, the economy and bringing all of these unique things so that people are going back to this town and appreciating. It's it. taking a, 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 
It's taking what we do as my core business, which is leasing space, and knowing how to lease space and knowing how to turn things around. We've done that with many buildings in the past. And so it, this just was an opportunity where a whole neighborhood needed it, not just one space. And it's been so much fun doing it. So how did it all start? I mean, can you give us a story well, about it, that? It's not my vision. I mean, a lot of people have had this vision before, but nobody was able to execute it. So we've acquired some property and decided how to make it successful and how to change the neighborhood. And that's how. And someday, hopefully, we'll make some money out of it. But right now, it's just really supporting the arts. And it's so worthwhile. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the arts at Mark's Garage, but that's a collaboration of a whole different, lot of different groups. They have schooled children in there constantly. They're teaching. They have exhibits. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Uh, there's about 12 galleries that have opened downtown recently. And you've got restaurants. The Red Elephant Saturday night had an event with uh, uh, Mahina Souza. It was chock-a-block full. It was chicken skin. It was so fabulous in there. And Bill Tapia was there. He's a 99-year-old ukulele player. It was just mind-boggling. And it was packed down there. You guys have to come down and see it with us sometime. Get a babysitter. You know, um, with Pacific Century Fellows, we had a chance to walk through Chinatown and appreciate all of the buildings and really what was there a long time ago. And I think a lot of us really opened our eyes to the changes that have happened, um, coming back and appreciating the culture that we have here, and still how it's a lot of the landmarks have been left how it is so that we can also remember um, how it was then with Chinatown being there. So. But I'm also concerned about the future because I'm concerned that gentrification may go too far. And if that happens... We're concerned about without we're concerned that some of the fast foods and the different chain coffee shops will come in, as they have in many places, and then we will lose the charm of Chinatown if that happens. You mean then it just becomes Bishop Street? It becomes like another shopping center. Or Bishop Street, yes. And there'll be no reason for people to come there because Starbucks, McDonalds, Burger Kings will pay more than lay stands do. And it will drive those folks out, which would be terrible. If you look 10, 20 years down the road, the largest traveler will probably be the Chinese. They will probably want to go to Chinatowns. How few Chinatowns are there going to be left? We need to preserve what we have here. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Feeling fine, we're staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptune nights, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptune.
For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party, or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Audi sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. This is Andy Friedlander, co-founder of Collier's Monroe Friedlander. Please join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Andy Friedlander, co-founder of Collier's Monroe and Friedlander. It's really incredible how you used what you're expert in to help give back to the community. And you're also really involved with different organizations. Are you able to tell us why you get involved in these different nonprofits and when you knew that it was a point in your career that you could give this time? It was only actually the last 10 years that I've been involved. Some of your other guests have been involved their whole career. It was not me. I was always worried about tomorrow in the business, as I still am. But I realized eight or ten years ago that this community has been so good to me that I needed to find ways to pay back and give back. And it's been very, very gratifying. My wife is incredible because Janice does so many things to give back much, much more than I do. Her energy level is off the charts. Janice is president of Manoa Valley Theater. She's raised a lot of funds for Lana Kila, the Meals on Wheels program. I mean, she just goes on and on and on year after year. Did she inspire you to get involved with many of the boards? Absolutely she did, yes. And how have you seen a change in yourself also as a professional getting involved with these things? I feel so good. I have so much pride in the things that I see going on that I've touched. It it just makes me feel so good. Do you guys get your company involved too, or are these nonprofit things primarily yourself? No. So many people in our company are involved in different things. Um, Sean Tadaki is involved with about three different programs, including building houses, Habilitat, whatever that is called. Habitat for Humanity? Right. And we have so many people involved in many, many causes. But what about for yourself? I mean, I'm looking at your bio right in front of me. It's showing Aloha United Way, Japan, America Society, and, you know, a host of other things that you're involved with. Those are only within the last decade? Yes. I mean, I was involved with Historic Hawaii 25 years ago. But that was, I didn't feel I did anything. I just served on a board. And to me, that's not doing anything. So what's the difference now that you're doing? I think we're, I, I think that even though I'm on boards, we're making a difference in the community. And that's the big difference. Is that because you're more proactive now or, or what? Maybe I'm a little 
smarter on how to get things done. So how are you able to choose what you're um, getting involved with? I turn down probably 80% of the requests that I get because if I don't feel that I can make a difference, I don't want to get involved. And I only have so much time, so I have to be careful about what I commit to. So how do you determine which ones you commit to then? Well, the Honolulu Culture and Arts District and helping the merchants make a living has been very a, a passion for me. And that we're now past, we're in our embryo stage, we're now in our infancy, so we're making great progress. And next year I'll tell you about something else that is on the horizon for me. Okay. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.